This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 52 of a Clean Skate podcast, a Dallas Stars podcast brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. And the coronavirus keeps on keeping on. We are still in quarantine, still no NHL hockey. So I know everyone is starting to go a little stir crazy, but I hope everyone is staying healthy. Uh, At this point, I have not watch any new movies, so there's not going to be any movie review or book review for this week. Uh, I know everyone releases a sigh of uh, relief. However, we have an interview, which is going to be the bulk of the episode. Me and the guys from Offside by a Mile have been talking, and we have a collaboration for most of this episode, and we talk about some of our Netflix and TV choices for the quarantine at the moment. So you guys get that instead. Um, I'm not gonna spend too much time talking by myself because like I said, this is a collaboration episode with the boys from Offside by a Mile. However, I would like to say that out on my Twitter right now, the podcast Twitter that is, that is at CleanSkatePod, the poll is up for the centers for the all-star lineup. Um, We've got some head-to-head matchups, so go on and vote for that. Uh, This week, however, I'm not going to do as big of a rundown of each player like I did for the centers. However, I am going to tell you guys the matchups right now, just so you guys can hear sort of what they are, and then you guys can keep an eye out for them when they show up on Twitter, and you guys can go ahead and vote for the defensemen. For the defenseman, we've got Sergei Zubov going up against Richard Matvichuk. We then have Darian Hatcher going up against Alex Goligoski. Then we have Kurt Giles going up against Stefan Robida. Then we have Trevor Daly versus John Klingberg. And then we have rounding out the all-star defenseman vote, Philippe Boucher and Daryl Sider. So keep an eye out on Twitter. Once again, that is at CleanSkatePod, so you guys can vote on that. We'll be doing left wing, right wing, and goaltenders coming up here in the next few episodes. We are still at one a week while the NHL season is on pause for the moment. And without really any other, you know, news, I'm going to then send it over to the rest of the episode, which is, like I said, a collaboration between me and the boys from Offside by a Mile. Big shout out to them for coming on once again, and hopefully we are able to see the Dallas Stars play the Colorado Avalanche in the playoffs, so I hope you guys enjoy. All right, 
right, everyone. And um, we've got a, a little bit of a collab episode this week. We've got uh, Tyler and Jared from Offsides by a Mile, our good friends, our, our bitter rivals as well. Um, so I believe this is the third time we, uh, we're, all, we're, we're all coming together. So uh, welcome back, guys. Hey, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. How's it going? You know what? I'm still breathing. So, uh, you know, in this day and age, it's about uh, all as I, I can ask for. How about you guys? That seems good enough for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. You know, same here. Uh, same here. It's <laughs> what you can hope for right now. Exactly. Exactly. How are you guys holding up with, uh, you know, no hockey going on at the moment? Not it's well. Torture. Um, you know, the thing that's been flying around Twitter, the uh, Tiger King or whatever the hell it's called? I've watched the whole thing. I'm on it. Uh, if we want to talk I, about it, I could go. <laughs> I just watched episode one last night. Uh, I am so like, I don't even know how to feel about it so far. So, um, dude, oh my goodness. It is such a good show, dude. It is. It's incredible. And okay, here's the crazy thing. Uh, I've, I've mentioned it a few times, but for those who don't know, I live, uh, in Florida. I went to high school. My parents live in Tampa, which is where big cat rescue is and where Carol Baskins and that whole saga takes place. So he's showing, they're showing like stock footage and stuff from like the general Tampa area and around Big Cat Rescue, which I've actually been to. I went out with like a high, as like a high school field trip a couple times. I've been nice. with family. It's like, it's like a neat thing. Like you have to go see tigers and stuff like that. And I had no idea about any of this until it, but then they're like showing pictures of like literally five minutes from my house. They're like, yeah, this is where they were planning on murdering this woman. I'm like, I've literally been biking down that trail for years. It's crazy. <laughs> what the? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's uh, a bit crazier than I thought you. Yeah, were. no, it, it seriously was like five minutes from my house, like where all that took place. And I was just sitting there. I was like, this happened like two years ago. It's crazy to me that they were filming a documentary about this and she dies during it. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. how ridiculous for the freaking show is that? Like real deal reality TV slash crazy TV. Mm -hmm. It's like you actually have real deal interviews with this lady and then half. No, no, she's not dead. She's not dead. Oh, she's not. Oh, no, she's very much alive. If oh. anything, I, I don't want to spoil anything. Tiger well. King is in jail currently. Oh, perfect. <laughs> and for her attempted murder. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, because, you know, like the whole like, conspiracy to commit murder thing, I assume she died. No, she didn't. The dude took oh. three grand from, from I don't want to spoil anything, but, but the dude basically, I'm going to quick summarize. The dude basically got so high, he chickened out. What the that, <laughs> that's basically it oh this but you guys have to watch it it is so good it's so good it's crazy you know it's one of the you got to fill some time and the fact that it came out now is also crazy for netflix like all of these shows that have come out recently like the pandemic i think it's called or whatever mm -hmm. yeah it like, came out in like january and you're just like right how did you guys nail the timing of this <laughs> That's uh, been. Netflix I mean, insane. Is, Maybe this so was done by Netflix. The whole. What's thing. your guys's like go-to quarantine activity right now? I, I mean, is it just watching TV? Been uh, playing play, playing a lot of video games and watching some Netflix shows and like I ran. Man, I'm I'm actually so sad because I, I so I watched like you know I've watched Breaking Bad through like three times in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, all my friends, you know, well, some of my friends are like, "Yo, you got to watch." better call Saul like if, if you've watched Breaking Bad I blew through that thing in like five days <laughs> like four seasons in five days and I was just so sad after I'm like dude 
Now what am I going to do? This, like, is the, this is the problem with binge watching is when <laughs> you get so into it and you get so hooked and then all of a sudden it's over because yeah. you watched it too fast. I was sad. Like, Shit. Super sad. I've watched Breaking Bad twice through. I haven't watched Big Better Call Saul. So Highly recommend. It, okay. Okay. That's what I was getting to. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely recommend it. I've uh, watched Breaking Bad, but the wife hasn't. And I don't really... You definitely uh, you gotta watch. Breaking I don't feel Bad committed first. enough to sit down through Breaking Bad again with her, and then mm. watch Better Call Saul. It was hard enough to sit through Game of Thrones with her again, even <laughs> though Game of Thrones is unreal, and watching it a second time was amazing. Yeah, I just it took a lot to like actually sit down and do it. I know we're in quarantine slash lockdown slash social dis- distancing, but it's a lot of commitment. Like we, I talked her into watching The Blacklist. That's what we're watching right now. Even then, like 22 episodes a season, there's six seasons of that. Holy sh- shit. That's a lot of <laughs> yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend uh, just got me into Parks and Rec, so I've been flying through that. I, haven't, nice. I, I love The Office. I've seen it like three times through. Yeah. I haven't watched Parks and Rec ever. She's like, you've got it. So I'm, I'm like on season six now. We've been flying through it. So that's been my Yeah, my wife was watching The Office nice. as of like last week too. And I was, see, you know, see, catching shows, pieces so- of the- Shows like that, you can literally just watch over and over and over again. Yeah. You can oh, just yeah. pick episodes and just watch. Like Sometimes you're like, what should yeah. we watch? And we'll just be like, just throw on an episode. Like, who cares? There's a reason why like shows like Friends are just always on TV because you can literally just watch one and be like, oh, sweet, there's half an hour of my life that was entertaining and good to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So should we talk yeah. about hockey? I mean, I know we don't have any, but should, should we do it? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean – got to do something with hockey like this is all i'm looking forward to now when it comes to sports it's just like ah, at least we can kind of talk about watching what's happened watching reruns <laughs> and talking about things that hopefully come true yeah watching some nhl classic games and stuff you know yeah it's kind of yeah. been kind of cool but it's not the same obviously definitely not the same so i mean really the only thing i've got is uh if the so obviously the season's on pause we don't know when the season will come back if they'll finish the regular season, what the playoff format's going to be, or any of that. But if the playoffs were to start today, first round matchup between the Stars and the Abs, how do you guys feel yeah. about it? Which I'm stoked. I'm stoked too. For the most part, though, I'd say nine times out of ten, regardless of what they do at the end of the regular season, this is probably what we're going to see. You'd think, right? It right, has like, to be a pretty big like drop off by um, dallas that'd probably be the only way um well and, or the abs somehow past st louis yeah yeah i guess that's um which is possible still right yeah it's, it's possible but the the only thing that would really change it is if the nhl somehow comes up where the nhl and nhlpa come up with some sort of really funky playoff system this year but no mm-hmm. abs versus stars i think is just about a guarantee yeah it, it's listen no matter how you feel about it i'm looking forward to it it's, it's oh man uh, We've I want to see it. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. We've we've seen the the exhibition series so far in the regular season with the Avs and the Stars, and damn, if those are anything close to what we see in the playoffs, it'll be a great series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. been some good games, and you know, like goaltending is going to be coming up big here for Dallas, like Bishop, and I guess uh, Kudobin's been good this year too, right? Unreal, like pretty, dude. Pretty Unreal. Good, they both have above 920 save percentages. Yeah, like, okay, that, so, that's crazy. So I, I wasn't really thinking this way, but being that you guys are in this position, assuming things are going as expected, quote-unquote, like not like, oh, the Avs win a game 6 nothing. You know, like games are competitive 3-2, 4-3, whatever. 
do you think like do you think every game is bishops or do you think we see Hudobin or what like what do you think is gonna happen no i i think that assuming think, things are like normal not like mm-hmm. a one-sided loss uh, yeah no, i i get it um i think i i think you have to do it to bishop i think I love the, the new two-goalie system and splitting it 60-40 and having Hudobin play a lot of games. Like, I'm totally fine with that. But I think the playoffs is, is still that time where teams, once you get to that playoffs, you see the one goalie play the whole thing. It's just um, so hard, right? Because most teams, it's like, yeah, they have a tandem, but the tandem is still like 1A and 1B, even in the numbers department, right? Like yeah. Whereas with Dallas, you're looking at it, you're like, Ben Bishop is the number one guy by name. But you look at the stats, especially like Jared just said, right? Their stat lines are incredibly similar, and they're both really good right now. Yeah, I think it's really it's hard. One of, it's one of those things where you start the playoffs with Bishop, and let's say game three rolls around and we lo- we've lost two. Like, if we're down two in the hole and you just want to switch things up, why not? But I think if it's back and forth, I think you start Bishop the whole whole time and um I, I don't really see Hudobin if things go according to plan I don't see Hudobin at really ever getting the start yeah okay that's that's how I expected the thought process to be it's just it's the abs kind of have this kind of same system that's been forced upon them because of Grubauer's injuries this year where Frankie has just been lights out when he started and he started a ton of games but again it's Grubauer's net mm-hmm. and yeah. it's a little different story in Dallas where they both been healthy all year. Yes. Thank God. Cause Bishop has just the, the worst tendency to get hurt at just the worst moments. If you think back to, to the, t- when he was with the lightning, um, their first, that first season, right before they like the cusp of them getting really good, they were in a good spot. Bishop broke his hand like four days before the playoff start. And they, they had to start like Andre Gudlevskis or something like that. And they lost, I think in five games to the Canadians. Um, and then, a, a, then, Bishop got hurt in the finals versus the Blackhawks here. The Blackhawks won. Uh, it's just, he, he always, it gets hurt right at their worst moment. And um, the fact that Hudobin can go in and play, you know, 40, 50 games this season is going to do nothing but help, you know, when Bishop actually has to play 20 games in a row. For sure. Yeah, it gives him that extra little kind of, not rest, but like, you know keeping his endurance levels up. And I guess, you know, with this massive break, that's the most interesting thing about this is what when the we hell, come back. What the hell is going to happen? Yeah, like every team is going to be healthy now. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's rested. But the question is, who's rusty? That, that too, right? It's, uh, and so like, I predicted um, that when we come back, I, I guess the, probably the style of hockey we'll see is pretty similar to like that beginning of season style hockey everyone's gonna have a lot of energy they're gonna be high tempo games but like your structure exactly everyone's gonna be rusty the passes are gonna be going wide you're gonna be making dumb mistakes in the defensive zone um which makes for good hockey to watch um but sometimes things can get out of hand and and go crazy yeah coaches might be pulling their hair out a little bit but well and it's definitely not good for the stars because the stars rely so heavily on system play and structure that that rust is not helpful no i mean you could say that about the abs too because if you look at like the start of the year compared to what we just kind of went through the defensive system was like you know quite a bit better 
than it was month. before because there was some I there think, was some games when you're like Holy. I think for like oh I don't know ten straight episodes we came in here like ripping on defensive breakdowns like third period in October fails. November three goals against in the span of two minutes in the third period or yeah. something right so oh, I mean I agree it and the thing with that kind of sloppy kind of not you know cohesive uh unit kind of play is like it's gonna it's gonna bring out some crazy games i think especially like if they roll straight into the playoffs man like all the game ones and game twos are just gonna be a shit show it's gonna be like i don't know well what do you think's gonna happen that's why it's so (laughs) hard to think that the nhl could come back and just play straight in the playoffs well, yeah. I think no matter what they do, it, there's always going to be that asterisk next to the season, which is going to be just so annoying because right. they come back, no matter what team wins it, you know, if like stars win it, I'm going to be like, yeah, stars won the cup. But then you know that everyone else will be like, yeah, but you know, it was the season where there was that break. And what about those 13 games? You know, See, there's always, there's always going to be I, that. So I agree. But at the same time, like how often do you look back to the lockout shortened season and say that? Yeah, I guess that's. I have, I honestly do not ever think of that ever, ever, unless ever, ever. unless you actually look looking at like regular season stats. Yeah. That's the only time when you're like, oh yeah, okay, so that was the short. To season. me, it's only a it's only a thing if you shorten the playoffs. Yeah, themselves. that's what I was gonna say. Like if, if if for whatever reason it's like, oh, we don't have time for a fourth round, so it's just three rounds of playoffs. Mm-hmm. Some like yeah. if or something like five crazy game like series yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, instead of seven best of sevens, it's best of fives. Like that's when I think you start looking at like maybe an asterisk, but like, I don't think I've ever looked back at the lockout short and season and been like, Oh, they won. But like, eh, cause yeah, it's still like, you got to get your 16 wins everybody, in the playoffs. Everybody did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No, that's, that's a fair point. Um, looking at the standings though. Now this is where we can definitely say as of right now, first round, we're looking at three incredible matchups in my opinion, Dallas and Colorado. Mm-hmm. Obviously we're biased. We're going to be fantastic series. Yeah. The Pacific, you're looking at Edmonton and Calgary. Oh, my God, dude. Oh. Especially <laughs> yeah. with all the history that's happened this year. Yeah, like this year oh, alone. Never mind history. That's going to be mm-hmm. ridiculous. And then, break or no break. They won't forget about what happened. No. Yeah. And then you have, in the Metro, you have Philly and Pittsburgh. Are you sh- – like? I love those series, too. They're so fun to watch. we can't return to hockey this year, I'm going to be so sad – yeah. Like, the, the saddest panda right here. Yeah, like, like, we live in Calgary, and, like, the whole season, I like, I know most of us have just been like, come on, we need Edmonton Calgary to play here. We need this Battle of Alberta. Yeah, like, right. mm-hmm. biased to the podcast we're on currently, I think the Dallas and Colorado series could be, like, easily one of the best series. Oh, yeah. And it mm-hmm. most, like, it should have been a no-brainer until the fact that, like, the Oilers and the Flames might play and the Flyers and the Penguins might play. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, shit. I think this will help. If anything, it'll help get the avalanche and stars closer to the, uh, that Edmonton, Calgary, Pittsburgh, Philly type rivalries, right? Like the playoffs, the playoffs are where that's that kind of that hate, just that, that hate is made. So, Oh, I I haven't really, we, we haven't really had this rant on our podcast yet like or sorry on offside by mile but our other podcast i ranted heavily for this last year at the beginning of the playoffs anyone who still argues that this playoff format doesn't work 
is insane. I understand you would rather see Pittsburgh and Washington, hypothetically, in the Eastern Conference Final, but I'd rather see these matchups than not see these matchups. And if you think a playoff first round in the NHL with Dallas and Colorado, with Calgary and Edmonton, and with Pittsburgh and Philly in the same see like see in series against each other in the same round is bad for the game. You're insane. I don't care how they get here with the way the NHL playoffs like format works, but they do it in every other league in the in, like in the other big four leagues, right? Like baseball has divisional divisional games. NFL same thing. Divisionals like versus wild cards, all that stuff, right? Why the NHL can't do that is just beyond me, and why people will fight it for days. Well, like this years, it's been going for like what? What is this? Year six or Something year like five? And if people will still bitch and moan that this doesn't work. Yeah. Hey guys, I just want to pop in and talk about my friends at Southern Scholar. Southern Scholar is a hockey player-owned menswear company based in Dallas. In fact, their founder still plays hockey several times a week in the local beer leagues in Dallas. They're a menswear company whose primary focus is providing you with a better dress sock option through their monthly subscription or their shop. Simply put. Southern Scholar makes the best dress socks in the world, seriously. Crafted with their one-of-a-kind signature material blend and designed with classic color palettes and timeless patterns, their socks are built specifically to stay in place throughout your workday and add a subtle, sophisticated twist to your everyday attire. Included with each pair is their signature style card containing tips, tricks, and styling recommendations to help you best pair your socks to get the most out of your look every time. Southern Scholar brings you a unique yet professional dress sock, which can be worn in the most prestigious of environments. Their socks have the perfect combination of stretch, softness, and breathability, providing a true mid-calf fit that stays in place throughout your entire workday. You can join their monthly sock club and enjoy all your member benefits like lower prices, exclusive sales, and access to their member shop, or you'd shop their collection without a subscription. Either way, you'll be saving money using code THPN. That's THPN, like the Hockey Podcast Network. And guys, I just want to say, I have a couple pairs of these, and man, they look so good, and then you just put them on. They are engineered to form fit your foot and leg and to stay up on your calf all day. So if you're wearing dress pants, you don't have to worry about reaching down to pull up your socks because they've started to scooch down and they feel uncomfortable. These things fit well. They look amazing. And I hope you guys enjoy them as much as I have. I, the, I mean, I don't know what don't doesn't know. work about this. No, I listen. I like it. I don't. Uh, this is really I like this kind of playoff style is really all I've ever paid attention to. So yeah, um, it. I'm pretty pleased with the way it's been going. I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't understand why people get frustrated. So I'm with you. It's been breeding uh, fun matchups. And to be yeah. honest, it's like one of those things. It's like let's just get to the playoffs. Who cares? Like, what the matchups are going to be good no matter what. Like, look, dude, you look, you look at Columbus Tampa last season. Oh, man, that's a boring series. I don't like well, it. That's going to be then, terrible. Like, like, yeah, then look at what happened. Like, come on, yeah. it's the playoffs. Who cares? It was terrible. It just went the complete opposite way you thought it was. <laughs> yeah. um, the thing is, like, and I get it. And this is what, like, I've brought up too is like, this playoff format doesn't work for one team. And that only team that it doesn't work for is your team. (laughs) I'm dead serious. The only reason this playoff series has any negatives is the fact that, like, when you're a fan of a certain team, you're like, well, if it was the one versus eight system, we wouldn't have to play this team until this round. It's like, I don't give a shit. As a fan, it's great. 
Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that. The only team that this playoff format doesn't work for is your team. And to be honest, as an ass fan, as a dedicated Leafs fan too, sometimes this format sucks as a fan because your team loses, but until your team is out. And even after your team is out, the hockey that you get to see is outrageously good. And if we get to watch the Avs and stars, the flames and Oilers and the penguins and the flyers in the first round, when hockey does come back, this entire break is 100% worth it. (laughs) (laughs) It may not feel like that right now, but it will be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'll be amazing. <laughs> uh, so you were mentioned there that, that Grubauer was was injured. Um, this break has Second to time. definitely look good for for on that front. For the injury front as a whole, for the Avs, this break is fantastic. Yeah, like we had right, McKinnon, McKinnon was out, Rantanen, Cadre, Cadre, Calvert, Calvert, Grubauer, who Wilson. Knows, who knows with Wilson? Right? Wilson might actually make it yeah. back now. Right, yes. and you had like Kale McCarr just kind of got back. He'd been back for like I don't know two and a half weeks or something. He, I think he was back for one game, right? No, I think, or maybe you might be right. I think it was just the one game, and that was it, right? No, I think it was maybe a week. It was two. I think it was a week. Yeah, I don't know. I think my two and a half weeks was a little long, but like again, there's so many guys, and obviously, just like any team, there's guys that are banged up that are still playing, mm-hmm. but Burakovsky too. Burakovsky was out. Like Donskoy was probably going through something because he's been he's just getting <laughs> hammered all year we we're just kind bag. of making fun of that just like seems like every game don's uh, putting himself in this position to just get absolutely smashed into so, the boards or something <laughs> you're just like oh Jonas, right and then like like and this is the same thing yes the abs are going to get healthier everybody's going to get healthier but when you look at the abs team themselves it's like we're going to get so much more healthy than any other team because they were yeah. just yeah the the break like, definitely definitely benefits you like in the, especially like the playoffs started when the when the break comes back oh my goodness when the break is over and we come back to play hockey the Avs will have benefited from the break I'd say a lot more than the Stars just because yeah. of the the quality of talent that has had injury problems exactly. uh, this season like to be honest like like I said the break's gonna help everyone but we don't have anyone really that's been super banged up or or at least super injured that they're going to have to they're coming back from a major injury like dude the blue the fact that the blues are going to start with tarasenko back is crazy the blues are terrifying because they're this good already and tarasenko hasn't played all year yeah (laughs) they literally haven't had him yeah and that's terrifying that is 100 terrifying but at the same time looking at ourselves the abs are right on their heels and they haven't had the top three together for like 80% of the year. Well, like we've, we've maybe had what five games this year where yeah. we've had everybody that should be dressed, dressed. Yeah. Like if that, yeah, it's crazy. Right. So it's like it, for, for us, it's definitely that's it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. For sure. That's the silver lining right there. It's kind of like, and that's kind of what I immediately thought about too, because especially it's like McKinnon, like just went down kind of yeah. mm-hmm. like, like what, what two games. Yeah. Something like that. And we were just like full clench, like oh god, like he's we, been the we one. We don't have keep, like our whole top line. Like, he's been the one keeping things together. Yeah, mm-hmm. while Ratton and Landy have been out and stuff. So, so uh, that's, that's, it's definitely helpful for us. So stars and abs meet here in the first round. Honestly, okay, because I know we're we're asking the homers here. I was gonna. How, ask, how, how do you think that the the that the series goes? Like, what do you who do you think comes out victorious here? The Avs 
are a better team, in my opinion. Like, I like trying not to be biased. I think I I legitimately think they're a better team. And the hard the hard part about this is like, I think the Stars are a better team, should be a better team than they are, because Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben, you know, like you you've been vocal about this every time you've been on with us, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody scores on this team. Yes. Yep. If mm-hmm. if Sagan and Ben were Sagan and Ben of usual, this would be, in my opinion, a lot different of a conversation. That being said, the Dallas Stars defense is far and away better than the Avs. I just I think over seven games the Avs eventually win that. Mostly because the way the Avs performed in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. So they showed that the wheels kick into high gear in the playoffs and the way they just ran over the flames, the way they should have probably moved on in the second round too. I think that was a learning experience for them and that's going to happen again. Mm -hmm. Now that being said, this break and whether or not you're rusty, whether or not the systems are still there, that can flip everything like right on said. I feel like Bishop definitely could play a huge factor as we've already seen in games this season between (laughs) the two. Uh, depending, like, I don't know. He could definitely steal a game or two. I feel like you kind of said it well, like, just the wheels. Like, the high-octane pressure the flames, is a big thing. The Flames had a great goalie last year, too. It's true. And I'm not saying Mike Smith is a great goalie or he's better than but Ben But he Bishop. was in that. But that's five-game series. Yeah. Ben, Mike Smith was absolutely well, unreal. He stole them the one game, right? Yeah. So, but, I mean... I don't put it past Dallas for like putting up a huge fight here. And I think this would go at least six games oh, regardless 100%. of who wins that I will not disagree with. Um, I could definitely see, I don't know. It, it all depends on how, how much the Avs can get back to like super wheel and deal kind of game and mm-hmm. how shitty our defense is because it can be <laughs> shitty. I'll tell you, it can be shitty. Like, Zadorov lately has been a big fucking piece of garbage lately. <laughs> um, and that's, like, you know, was, like, our second best kind of defensive shutdown guy this year other than Johnson. So, I mean, <laughs> you put on some rust on that? I don't know. I don't know. So, Or we'll see. maybe his issue was something going on because in November – he was lights out defensively, like mm-hmm. unreal, like the best he played all year. So again, this is what it's so, it's so up in the air, right? Yeah. I, I mean, my, my argument is how confident are you guys in Grubauer and Francois through a playoff series? Cause that's always been like, people have asked me, cause I've had the question before on other podcasts, stuff like that, you know, Dallas stars, Colorado, how do you feel? And my thing is always point to is one Bishop could do what he did in last year's playoffs. And I listen, Nathan McKinnon in the playoffs scares me every time. Ben Bishop should scare a lot of people when he's on. Um, Definitely. And so, so then my, my thing is, and, and you listen, you're hundred percent right. If Sagan and Ben were putting up, you know, 80, 90 points right now. And then we had on top of that, you know, Gurionov and Hintz, uh, and, you know, putting up scoring goals, we'd have a little bit more depth now, but the fact that they're not scoring. And so now we're like, well, I hope these two rookies or, you know, these relatively green, I know Hintz isn't a rookie uh, players 
can provide us the offense. That's where I worry because it's definitely it's the abs and the stars meeting a series is a the unstoppable force meets immovable object in in my eyes. You've got the unstoppable force of you know McKinnon, Rantanen, and just that unbelievable offense, McCarr, and all that stuff versus the immovable object of the stars decor and Bishop back there. So I think we're all de- in agreement here. This is going like a long, long series. Yeah. Uh, back to your question, and I'm a uh, goalie nerd and all this good stuff. So, and <clears throat> some may call me a. Mm, I'm a little maybe too nice to Grubauer and Francos on certain days, and that's I'm super confident in both of them because nine times out of ten, that goal has ended up in the back of the net because of what's in front of them, not because of mm-hmm. that goalie. Yes, they may not be Ben Bishop, and they may not be 6'7". Or, sorry, Ben's 6'6", six, six, isn't he? Uh, no, he's 6'7". Okay. Uh, they, like, <clears throat> that's the thing with Grubauer and Frankie, right? They're not, uh, they're not necessarily going to bail the team out as often as Ben Bishop might. Mm-hmm. Just purely because Ben Bishop is freaking an animal and he's not fair. Like we saw, was it Chico? I think game one and two against the Stars this year, Ben Bishop was just not real. Like, I, yeah, not like he we was can't not score. He legitimately was not fair. <laughs> and like you just said, he could do that in the playoffs, and the Avs yeah. are screwed. Right? If you can't score, you can't win. And the Avs are not going to win a game one nothing. That's just literally not going to happen. And that so that's, that's what the stars are trying to do. If we can win a game one nothing, that is the dream. Which is ridiculous that, considering the fact you have Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan on your team. And I feel like if you get enough of those games, you never know how the Avs would respond to that. Like we've seen the Avs respond in different ways to not scoring over the course of the year. Like there was times earlier in the year, like against like the Islanders that one game, oh. when it's just like we can't score and then everybody starts to just play like they forget everything that they've been doing all year and they just go up the ice one at a time you know trying to deke people and trying to score but then you've seen other times like as a more lately like the last month of hockey that we saw it was a much more even keel kind of okay we're not scoring just keep going just get the pucks deep keep the pressure at throw pucks at the net drive the net Plus, so I think it depends on how the Avs can respond to. Plus the fact the last, like, I don't know, 15 games, the Avs scored four goals, like, twice. Right. Yeah, like – And won a lot of those hockey games. Yeah, like 2-1, one, one Right, nothing. so it's yeah. – so. again, Jared's brought it up before, right? The, the systems the Avs had been playing for the last month were working fantastically. Whether or not that's still happening after the break, anybody's could be, guess. Could be out the window. Anybody's never guess. Know. But as of right now, I'm pretty confident in the Avs over seven games. Uh, like you said, I, it, it, it's almost McKinnon versus Bishop and the rest yeah. of the Washington. No, no, you're, you're 100% right. That's how it should be advertised because that's yeah. how it's going to be. Right, because it, like McKinnon, if McKinnon just goes Superman and does McKinnon things, <laughs> it's over. If Ben Bishop just doesn't let in pucks, then like <laughs> it might be over too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. So it's 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 terrifying. I just I feel like after last year, I think the Avs can beat solid goaltending eventually. I think also too in this series, like you know, assuming that we get it, um, there's going to be a lot of variety 
in the games, I think. Like, I don't think every game is going to look the same. Like, every blueprint of every game is going to be different, in my opinion, because I feel like both teams are pretty good at adapting. And they've kind of shown that over the course of the year, like adapting to their own personal situations. Um, and I, I could see like a game where, you know, McKinnon pops off, gets like two goals and two assists and Avs win like 6-1, but then, you know, could turn around and play the next, you know, two nights later and Bishop could have a shutout and, you know, the Stars win like 3 nothing or something. Yeah, like I, could, I could see mm-hmm. totally different games happening. I hope so. Listen, it's going to be an entertaining series. I'm looking forward to it. If we don't get six games, I'll be disappointed. That's the other thing too, right? Like when you go into this playoff run, the fact that A, the matchups could be unreal, but B, you're not going to have that, oh, if we had so-and-so, we could have won that series. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is – it's just – it's going to be – it could kind of – I don't know, for us in Canada, like world juniors are so – crazy ingrained in our memory banks when it comes to history and stuff. Well, you go back to the lockout world junior where it was like Crosby and just like one of the most stacked world junior rosters ever. And one of the most stacked tournaments ever. And you go back to stuff like that. Like I could see this playoff just across the board, having that same vibe where just like you had all your stars, there was no issues. And all of a sudden everybody just went off. Right. It could just be one of the best playoff runs in history if we get it right. And it's, Oh, yeah. I need it to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, care. Let's yeah. play playoffs in November if we have to. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, right? You never know. I, I feel like the NHL and, like, you know, Batman and everybody involved is, like, no one wants to not have the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's, like, almost mandatory, you know? It's like, can't, can't let this virus fuck Everybody needs to go home, sit inside, stop going to the grocery store if you don't need to, stop going out, because I want to watch hockey. Yeah. Is that so much to ask? I uh, know it's the listen, especially over here in Florida, seeing all the people at the beach. I'm like, what are you oh. doing? Like, like I know people, like I have friends and stuff that I went to school with and stuff. I like go on their Snapchat, their Instagram. They're like at the beach. I'm like, why are you doing this stupid? Come on. <laughs> it's, and then like, I'm not going to turn this into a political podcast, but like watching your leader say shit like, Oh, we're doing fine. You guys just took the lead in Corona cases. I don't think you're doing fine. <laughs> Right? Like, it's just, there's a reason why people are at the beach because the man is saying everything's fine. Right? And it's just, it's, it's not looking good for the NHL coming back or the NBA or anything like that. Cause, which is sad because that's when, like 90% of my personality is, is hockey. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. You must be a lonely guy in Florida. Oh boy, you have no idea. <laughs> I think I've made that joke on here already once. <laughs> Listen, I have yeah. some buddies that like I played like there's high school hockey and stuff like that down here. So I've got some buddies that played high school hockey, but like, you know, there's just like honestly, I don't have anyone really to play chill with. Um so, so honestly, the network, uh that that's a good segue. Uh the network is putting together a gaming channel. Um actually when we're done here, I will be hopping on. We're doing some streaming. I believe it's the THPN uh, Goon Squad on on Twitch. Uh, it's on Xbox, right? Yes. It, so we're the goal is we have an Xbox team, and then eventually we're hoping to get a PlayStation team. But right now, it's just we're playing Xbox EASHL. I am the goalie. Uh, That's right. I forgot it was you. 
Yes, that 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 is that's my claim to fame. I gotta uh, hop on one of these days. We've done a couple uh some test runs. Uh, we've had some good games. We've had some really bad games. <laughs> um, and Sounds just like know that ass. every time I let a goal in, uh, it's my defense's fault, not mine. Yeah, I know. Guaranteed. It's the same thing I say. <laughs> Man, playing goalie in those games is like user goalie is like easily the hardest thing to so do. So hard. So I've been so when they made the like you were able to play goalie and be a pro. I remember I played it and I was like, this is incredible because I'm kind of like you, Tyler. I'm a big goalie nerd. Goalie is one of the most interesting positions. I love just keeping up with goalies. So any sport I play, I'm like, I want to kind of play goalie. That'd be fun. So they made it a thing in like the 2014, 2013 NHL games. And so I've been playing be a pro goalie that whole time. So I've got like five years of like be a pro. Now, EASHL versus be a pro is very different because I have a be a pro account where I'm like the starting goalie for like the New Jersey Devils right now. And I'm I'm like 27, 11 and two. I've got an above 900 save percentage, four shutouts. Like, and I'm playing on like all-star. So So I was like, I can play goalie the position but then you play EASHL one the goalies and like the programming is way off like the the reactions and stuff like that it's slower because of the internet connections and all that right. stuff well um, and your player isn't as skilled yeah exactly the, the goalie tracking system one like of the worst the, things about EASHL to be honest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it, it's very different to play and uh so if I can finish a game uh, like above a 50% save percentage, those are normally good games in ESHL for me. Yeah, and Amazing. especially, I guess, because you're, like, playing, uh, like, people who are playing the players, too, who can, you know, deke and do whatever they want a lot better than well, that, kind of a more predictable AI. That and the mm-hmm. moment you leave a hole, they can fire up there, too. Right. Yeah, so the here here's my one tip to anyone that is looking to play uh, user goalie in NHL 20. Uh, the flying poke check is your friend. The AI does not call tripping penalties. So on breakaways, just tackle the player. Nice. Just launch them into the rafters. The, the puck Dominic will go. It, it, yes, honestly, that's it. Like, just take out their legs and don't even worry about the puck. <laughs> nice. Amazing. That's funny because I was like, what was it, a couple weeks ago or maybe like a week and a half ago, they were showing the uh, – the, who was it? Uh, shit. Oh, Chicago against Pittsburgh in the 92 final. Yeah. And, and ha- I totally forgot that Hasek was the backup for Chicago, but he was actually playing in the series because uh, – who was it? Uh, oh, my gosh. Is it Belfour? Uh, probably. Or, yes. Can't remember. Anyway, it was like out or injured or whatever. And it's just funny because Dominic Hasek does Dominic Hasek stuff in that game and comes out. I think it's on like Yager or something. Comes out just, just they all stack <laughs> right at like the almost the blue line. <laughs> it's just like oh my god. Uh-huh. I dream good. about trying that one day. In my <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Problem is, I probably kill somebody <laughs> yeah. or yourself. You got to be careful. Yeah. It's true. Well, I mean, boys, you got anything else uh, here? No, I think we're good. Uh, that was a blast. <clears throat> yeah. Thanks yeah, for having us. Hey, listen, the quarantine is, uh, you know, a good time to get together because Lord knows I need help make content nowadays. <laughs> exactly, for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Us too. It's been a struggle, but 
So I uh, appreciate you having you, you guys on, and uh, we'll have to, you know, meet back up once the, hopefully, fingers crossed, the playoffs start up again. Yep. Hell once, yeah. once they get going, we will definitely be chatting. Yeah, probably I mean, often. Once that, <laughs> I mean, what, is a, what does a series usually last? About two weeks yeah. if it goes seven? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it would be sweet I'd if we go seven and then we could do, episodes. yeah, we could talk, you know, at least 10, 15 minutes every episode. That'd be tight. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. Fingers crossed. You know, right. looking forward to it. Hopefully it happens because, I mean, we, we went off there for about 20 minutes just talking about a potential series here. So, you know, you can tell that we're all excited about it. If so. we get yeah. a real series, watch out. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, boys. Fantastic chatting, you guys. Thanks for coming yeah. on. Have a good weekend, man. And there it is, everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed the collaboration. I know this is already beginning to become a bit of a longer episode, but however, there are still a few things I would like to talk about. The first thing I would like to talk about is the Ugly Sock Contest by Southern Scholar and us at the Hockey Podcast Network is still going on. If you guys want to get in on that, all you have to do is find the Hockey Podcast Network's tweet about the contest on their Twitter feed that is at HockeyPodNet on Twitter, then you guys are able to post a picture in the comments of your ugliest sock. I want to see your quarantine socks. I want to see your ugly hockey socks. I want to see the ripped socks. I want to see the really bad pink flamingo socks that you have stuffed at the bottom of your drawer and are too embarrassed to ever wear. Then the winner will be picked coming up here pretty soon at the beginning of April, and I will send you guys the March subscription box from Southern Scholar. I got February subscription box. It's gorgeous. My dad got some of Southern Scholar's socks. He loves them. So you guys really, really should pick it up. The second thing I want to talk about is shaving. So now that sounds like a bit of a weird topic of conversation on this week's podcast, but I want to tell you a little bit of a ritual that I have. When I'm putting on cologne after I shave, you know, I'm going out somewhere, I will spurt a little bit of cologne, you know, just just down the trousers, you know, just to make thing, everything sound, smell good down there, J- just in case. You never know who's going to be sniffing around down there when you go out, so you just got to make sure that it smells good. However, you know, I'm using cologne that's probably not super great. It gets kind of greasy, not good. So if you guys are looking for something that, you know, isn't going to do that but still gives you that, you know, clean, confident feel, then I think you guys should check out Manscaped. Now, Manscaped is primarily a razor company. They have a ton of really cool products for, you know, the below the belt region. I believe they have ball deodorant for all you guys out there. But the thing you guys really should check out is all their amazing, amazing razors. And the best one you can get right now is Manscaped. 3.0. This is their third generation trimmer, which features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents because the last thing you want to do is nick your nuts. Am I right, fellas? There's also, it also comes with a charging stand, a USB port, and it is super easy to use even if you're not the most steady handed like I am. If you are listening to me speak right now, then you are some of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience firsthand for yourself. You can get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the promo code THPN at manscaped.com. 
That is 20% off plus free shipping with the code THPN at manscaping.com. I hope you guys take advantage of the offer and you guys get as much enjoyment out of manscaping as I have. And that is going to do it for the rest of this episode. I wanted to let you guys know about the cool contests and that sort of things that we have coming up. Be sure to keep an eye out for the polls for the all-star team that is at Cleanscape Pod on Twitter. And I will talk to you cowpokes in the next one.